your weekly fix of Asian music. This is Asian Pop Nation. You're listening to Asian Pop Nation. We just played two songs. The first one was Akmu's Naka featuring Ayu, and the last song we played was Ganga and their song Waiting for You. Thanks for joining us. We've got a great show lined up for you tonight with Aaron, Ben, Celeste, John Paul, Leisha, and myself, Senya. We're going to be talking about some shows that some of our team has been watching, from Asian-American TV shows to K-dramas and C-dramas, also a little bit about Genshin Impact, which is a game that one of our hosts has also been playing. And we're also going to be chatting a little bit about country-themed kimonos and about subtle Asian Olympics. Even though our Olympics show was just last week, we've still got a lot of Olympics news coming your way. So... Before we get into those discussions, let's hit it up with another song by Jackson Wang called Drive You Home, in case you're listening to us on your way home tonight. So keep it here in Asian Pop Nation if you don't want to miss a thing. That was Over the Moon by Viva Ola featuring Saguri Sol. Before that, we played a song by Aroway called Yongchi, or Courage, featuring Wei Ruyun. And the first song we played was Jackson Wang and his latest song, Drive You Home. Now, someone who was over the moon recently was one of our hosts, Leisha, who recently watched the second season of Never Have I Ever, but she's got more on that now. Keep it here on Asian Pop Nation. Recently, I have finished watching the new season of Never Have I Ever, which is available on Netflix at the moment. I guess, quick question before I like delve deep into it. Has any of you guys heard of the show Never Have I Ever? The hell I've is seen... Never Have I Ever? <laughs> name? I've seen trailers on Netflix, but I've never actually gotten into watching it because it just seems like a typical American teenage story. Y'all breaking my heart. <laughs> <laughs> like Disney, to be honest, sounds like a Disney movie. Yeah. Alicia, <laughs> Well, is not a Disney movie, and oh. I guess for Celeste, it is a little bit of a cringy <laughs> show. But spoiler alert, I actually enjoy it. But <laughs> is pretty much a American coming of age comedy drama television series, which is created by Mindy Culling and. Lan Fisher. Mindy Culling, if you know, is one of the most notable Asian-American celebrities in our current era, pretty much. And the story itself, we follow this main character named Devi Vishwakumar, and pretty much her very chaotic life living in America as a first-generation Indian-American teenage girl. The story is said to be inspired by Mindy Culling's like, actual childhood. It primarily focuses on like a high school setting and it's mainly about like her dealing with romance, friendships, family ties. And yeah, the second season for it just came out in mid-July. So I guess pretty much as we all heard, I am the only one who's seen (laughs) this show. So I guess I am kind of having to act like a little marketing agent here for why... (laughs) I guess you guys should at least like I could give it a try if it's like I mean for me personally watching especially like season two in particular was kind of comforting during our lockdown period and stuff because the content is just it's pretty much like you're watching like this girl and making the most like messiest choices throughout like every single scenario you can imagine. Like, even if it's, like, the smallest thing of, like, oh, I should communicate with this friend about something that I did which could make her upset. But no, I will not go up to her and communicate to her about it. I'm going to create an entire scheme of plans. It sounds like a very teenage girl thing to do. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's, like, it's so entertaining for me. Like, it's, like... For me, one of like the biggest pull like show for me personally is just like I personally can, I guess there is a part of me that can like relate a bit to her character because she is a Indian American teenage girl. I'm not American, but (laughs) (laughs) I am like half Indian and a lot of like the concepts that like themes specifically that show up within the show, I guess the ones which I relate to the most definitely involve times when she's communicating with her family and stuff and it's just seeing like little small details like 
I don't know, the way like my Indian like grandmother and the way I have to like greet her when I see her. I don't know. And that sometimes the conversations about food and, and traditional events that like occur. It's really touching to me, especially when after I watched this show and season two, I realized this is like one of the few, if not only like current series on Netflix, which has a high school show focusing on an Indian girl type of thing. And I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, again, maybe it's just like I'm biased. <laughs> but I genuinely enjoyed myself watching it. It is very like cringy. I cannot lie. There is like one particular scene that if you are a K-pop fan in season two, uh, it kind of hits. It kind of it, 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 yeah. it hits in a kind of cringy way. I do not want to spoil it, but that's just a fair warning. Which episode? <laughs> I'll just watch that. <laughs> <laughs> But like, besides, I guess, the couple of like cringy parts, I don't know. It's just something that's like really good to like switch off your brain and just enjoy. Okay, not gonna lie, probably in season one, my brain wasn't switched off because I was just crying throughout some scenes, which I will not get into because it brings back pain. If you, the listener, know what happens within season one, in particular, a certain family member, you'll understand the pain. But yeah, season two... Hmm. Is it guys- better than season one? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. In my opinion, I would say, I guess you're someone coming from season one expecting a lot more like emotional hits. You're probably not going to get that because I think season two focuses a lot more on the plots of like the side characters, focuses more on one of the love interests in the show and more of his like backstory and stuff. And if you're not someone who roots for that guy, it can kind of seem like a pointless season. But for me, I guess, I personally think season two hits a lot of the, I guess, things that I didn't enjoy as much as season one. And I would say it's like more of an improvement, like a solid eight out of 10 which I realize is quite high when I just said it out loud for a high school show like drama thing. But I don't know. I just yeah. I don't know. Like, do you guys have any like questions? I guess about should I watch it? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I I guess it depends. To me, if okay, if you heard like. I realize this genre is quite popular nowadays with like mm-hmm. coming of age shows and all that stuff. Oh yeah, and I, I love coming of age stories. Yeah, I guess mm-hmm. ones that focus primarily on like high school setting and stuff like that. I would say if you think the show is going to be like, I guess, Riverdale or something like that, in my opinion, I think they're both like completely different leagues. For a little bit, I don't like Riverdale. But... <laughs> hmm. There are some themes which are genuinely really like, they're quite like complex and something I wouldn't expect a show like this to talk about, which I think like it would be cool for you to watch and witness it. But it's kind of tricky because if you already kind of you're not if you're not into like like some cliche tropes that happen, which is like love triangles and people not being able to communicate things properly. Hey, and you're they just... call that reality. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm not too. Um, excuse me, where's my love triangle? <laughs> 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 I'll say like give it a go honestly even if you're not too into this type of like genre and all that stuff maybe it could be the one that changes your opinion about it hey dude I'm reading Fruits Basket right now and I'm having a time in my life forever so. JP yeah it's taking me a while <laughs> yeah. it's getting there it's getting there um but it does sound like quite a cute show Leisha as you oh it. it's yeah. it's cute but I guess we warned there is a lot of like it kind of like deep stuff that like happens with it, which might, I would say the main character, Debbie, I'll just say this. She's a very, very messy character. Probably the most messiest character I've seen in like television series in a long time. Uh, they're the best kind. So yeah, I know they make the most amount of content. So that's probably why I'm enjoying. I just love the drama and pain and suffering. Oh my God. <laughs> it's a bunch of schadenfreude. <laughs> Yeah, but I might check it out. Sounds nice. It's good. Yeah. And I guess um, if you are, if you have like watched this show and you have some thoughts, whether I guess your team Ben or team Paxton, spoiler alert, I would really enjoy a fan base of team Paxton to, <laughs> to communicate along with me. But <laughs> 
if you have any thoughts about the show, Never Have I Ever, specifically like season one or season two, you can let us know on Asian Pop Nation on our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Hey, you're listening to Asian Pop Nation. We played three back-to-back songs. The first was Jin Young's Dive. After that was Tanya Chua's Bluebirds. And the song you just heard was D.O.'s Rose. Because roses are red. So we're going to be talking a little bit about Turning Red, a new Pixar film that's coming out next year. But our team has more to say on that matter. So better stick around for this discussion. So... Do you ever feel like, you know, when you're stressed out at school or maybe your parents are kind of like on your back about something, washing the dishes, doing your homework, do you ever feel like you want to turn into a giant red panda? Well, yeah, exactly. It's a common experience for a lot of us. So now it's being turned into a movie. Yay. (laughs) So recently, a couple of weeks ago, Disney released the Disney Pixar they're kind of under the same umbrella. Yeah. They released a trailer for the new film Turning Red, which follows 13-year-old Chinese-Canadian girl Mei Li, who kind of feels torn between staying as her mother's like dutiful daughter and also being called to by the chaos of adolescence. And as if changing to her interests, relationships, and body weren't enough, whenever she gets too excited or stressed, Mei poofs into a giant red panda. So this is also by the director of the short film Bao, if anyone's seen it. That was, uh, that's why I was really looking forward to this one. But I'm kind of wondering yeah. what everyone's thoughts are. Do you think this is an interesting premise? Do you think this will live up to, to Bao? Because if you really enjoy the short film. Wait, was Bao the dumpling movie? Yeah, the one where the mother oh, eats yeah. her son. Oh, God. I did a school essay on that one. <laughs> did he get good grades? I got an A. Nice. <laughs> yeah so what do people think like when i saw the beginning of that trailer i thought the mum was gonna turn into a red panda only because like you know that like the saying of a tiger mom and stuff like that i thought that yeah. was <laughs> gonna be it and there it's the kids so it looks interesting it looks funny yeah anyone who's not sure if they'll watch it something that they're wondering about yeah what what seems to be pulling you aaron is it the fact that it's pixar weird um, premise well, more like the director, really, for her work for this one, to be honest, because I'm a huge fan of Bao, and is now seeing her as making her feature film debut for, for Disney and all that. So, yeah, quite the same thing, yeah. So I'm actually excited to see where this movie goes next. Although, the giant panda is actually kind of funny to look at, to be honest. She's really cute as a panda, though probably, like, really scary. Like, see how big that is? Oh, my God. <laughs> that is a big panda. My favorite scene's at the end, when she's trying to calm herself down, and then... She turns back into a human, but mm. she's so excited to have turned back to a human that she just becomes a giant red panda again. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe you it's know, just like an, a metaphor for you know kids with anxiety. No, I think I think it's just a metaphor for being a teenager. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because which causes a lot of anxiety. No. Yeah, which causes <laughs> a lot of anxiety. I mean, don't you remember what it was like to be that age? You know, you feel self conscious all the time. I still feel like a teenager. I think well, I'm I mean, exactly. You know, you should watch this then. Maybe I probably will, just because, yeah. yeah, same with Aaron. I like Bao. It just doesn't hit me the same way that Bao did, but maybe it's just because we haven't oh seen it. You know, like, it was, like <laughs> I was laughing and then crying. It was a really emotional, like, 10 minutes watching Bao. <laughs> oh I think they played it at the beginning of The Incredibles 2, and I honestly like Bao more than The Incredibles 2. Yes, <laughs> Oh, my God. This is, this is an agenda I've been trying to push for so long. My friends are like, oh, no, like, Incredibles 2 just has all these emotional hits. And I'm like, what emotional? have you seen found they're like oh no i laughed at the part where she like ate the the dumpling and it was a representative of this child and i was like you really sounds crazy you sound that you just said i laughed at that scene i was like bawling my eyes out Ooh, oh my god <laughs> yeah it's one of those things probably because i had a lot of hopes for the incredibles too that just wasn't met <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. but that's okay bow bow helped me like recover from Oh the Incredibles too. Anyone else have any thoughts? I was going to say it's Pixar, so they're guaranteed to make you feel very emotional through that mm. whole yeah. movie. It's Pixar. And I like how simple the premise is too. You know what I mean? And like the whole visual metaphor that they're employing there. Like um, we had lately, we've had a bunch of cool 
movies lately like we had raya the last dragon most recently and i think there was some other animated show about some big snowman abominable is that oh, what it was yeah called? i think it was yeah, like yeah. dreamworks dreamworks yeah i think so yeah i don't know they're all the same to me Oh, oh no. my god. No, 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 students are coming for you. <laughs> oh, right, they're knocking on my door already. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, yeah. But those movies are really good, but they have these really complicated settings, right? And they always try they trying to draw you into this big world. But I like how here it's just you got Canada and you got this girl and she turns into a panda. Like that's it. That's the premise. So that's promising. I don't like having to think when I watch movies. So. No. <laughs> but the thing is, like, I watched Soul and I really liked Soul. And mm. I think Pixar has this running gag going on the internet, some memes like Pixar, where feelings have feelings. And where... yeah. yeah. <laughs> and now it's a girl that turns into a red panda with feelings. <laughs> yeah. Turn everything into a visual metaphor, please. Yeah, pretty much is what Pixar does, isn't it? Toys yeah. have feelings. Everyone has feelings in Pixar. Whether you're not meant to or... Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) But it's one of those things, isn't it? Like Finding Nemo. Uh, I remember afterwards, Mm. like, everyone was kind of sad for their pet fish and they started flushing them down the toilet thinking that they would end up in the ocean, but no, they didn't end up in the ocean. (laughs) Oh my god. And I felt that way with, like, my toys after watching Toy Story, where you're like, oh, I kind of need to play with them because... You know, they probably feel lonely when I'm not around. And so maybe this is going to happen to Red Panda. <laughs> I don't know. I can't imagine it happening that way. But anyway. Yeah, sorry. Finding Nemo? It's Finding Nemo Pixar, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's Pixar, yeah. right? Unless yeah, but it's DreamWorks. It, I know. They're the same, no, it's right? They're not. No, no it's not. not. Are you really <laughs> Oh, my God. The Pixar- DreamWorks came out with Shrek. <laughs> oh, that's, that's not a main thing. <laughs> Disney and Pixar, Pixar, we can put them in the same category, but we cannot. DreamWorks is not in the same (laughs) (laughs) Like, they both do good movies, but yeah, I think Pixar is owned by Disney, but DreamWorks is like, we're trying not to be Disney, but then kind of became like a Disney anyway. Um, Anyway, that's it. We could talk about that another time. (laughs) (laughs) If you've seen the Returning Red trailer, you can let us know your thoughts at facebook.com forward slash Asian Pop Nation or on Twitter and Instagram at Asian Pop Nation. Tell us whether you'd want to turn into a red panda every time you're excited or stressed. Probably not, but we'd be interested to hear your thoughts. Now, we just played three back-to-back songs here in Asian Pop Nation on Sin. The first was Hana Jung's Take Your Time. After that was Ashin's Ching Kong Wei Lai. And the last song you just heard was Kirei's featuring Dena and their song Don't Say. Because sometimes it's a bit hard to say whether K-dramas or C-dramas. But Celeste has been dabbling into a little bit of C-dramas recently, so we're going to hear more from her now. So I don't know about you, but recent K-dramas that have come out lately aren't that interesting so to keep me occupied i decided to watch a sea drama mostly mm-hmm. because the guy was hot <laughs> my goodness how did I you hear the guy you- though like um you, you know around? how you go on youtube and it comes up recommendations it goes top 10 kisses <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness and you saw him there it was love yeah i'm like night. oh yes um anyway so this one I started watching was called, um, it's so cringe, it's called Falling Into Your Smile. Aww. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and it's literally about esports. So a girl joins what? The, um Wait a minute. Wait, I thought this is just like some romance dress. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's like League of Legends now. Yeah, oh, man. So it's not League of Legends, <laughs> oh, it's no. on Yoji. It's a game made in Hong Kong and oh. it basically works similar to League of Legends. But anyway, so it's about a girl who joins this esports team that's really good and yeah, they, you know, they fall in love as usual. And yeah, so I think Xenia wants to know what the difference was between C dramas and K dramas. And before I watched this one, um, previous ones I've attempted to watch were like super slow in the stories, took forever to get to a point, and it just wasn't so good. So I was really surprised to find that Falling Into Your Smile was really good. Yeah, and they've got like 
similar tropes to K dramas, guy chases the girl, and yeah, there's like the kiss scenes, the <laughs> moments, you know, the moments that happen. Yeah, and so after watching Falling Into Your Smile, I decided to like see what other dramas this actor did, and he did um, another one back in 2019 called Arsenal Military Academy, and this one is 48 episodes long. Oh my gosh. It's a lot longer than K-dramas where it's usually 16 or 20 episodes. And I really, really love this drama because it's based in like 1910s within China. So it's like that mix between the Roaring Twenties mixed in with Chinese elements. And it's just like, oh, yes. And so it's basically about this girl who poses as her brother to join the army. Mulan? And, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was so I'm like, oh yeah, Mulan. Anyway, joins the army, um, gets um, put in the same room as the hot guy, and like, yeah, stuff happens. <laughs> and they like, as a team within the army, they discover a conspiracy surrounding um, Japanese occupiers, and there's this whole plot that unfolds. It's really good. And I like spoiled myself halfway through because I was just watching random trailers and stuff like that where someone mentioned that they loved the series but it was a shame that there were no kiss scenes and I was like a good 36 oh. episodes oh. No, no way but it turns out that there were kiss scenes but they were censored so they were deleted gay subplot is that why yeah that's exactly oh, why. why. And I was so mad. I was so glad that YouTube had the deleted scenes. Of- <laughs> <laughs> so I lived through that. Right. Yeah, so that's the only difference I could think between C-dramas and K-dramas that there isn't that censorship there, aside from, you know, in K-dramas house, sometimes they, like, maybe blur out a knife or a gun. Um, that sounds so silly. <laughs> yeah, it's just, like, the most weirdest thing, because um, you don't see it in Western um, media, but in Asia, it's just so different. Mm. Or, like, if an actor or an actress has, like, some controversy that's come up at the time when they're filming, their scenes slowly start to get removed before Ooh. you even oh. see it, which is sad. Oh. But we can't do much about it, which is common in like 4K dramas and just oh. the whole mm. Korean world in that area. Yeah. But I don't know how C dramas work for that, aside from they deleted the scenes I wanted to see. <laughs> <laughs> so is it like the same production value? Like at the end, you know how in a K drama there's normally like those sparkles and then screenshots of what happened in that episode before you get the preview of it. No, they don't have that. They're like in C dramas, <laughs> it just randomly cuts off somewhere. <laughs> it's like a weird awkward cutoff. It's not even a cliffhanger, and you're like, "What?" So you just hit next, and you just keep going. So there isn't anything like this is what to look forward to in the next episode. You just kind of like, "Wait, this is it?" Okay, yeah. <laughs> you just move on. No, no credits, or it's just like, oh, there's credits, but like you know, when you on streaming services, you just hit next episode. Oh. <laughs> Stop waiting for that. Yeah. <laughs> Aside from that, I think those were the top two I could honestly find of Chinese dramas. The rest is like all fantasy period based ones and I'm not into that. Um, I discovered that one of the genres which I don't really like is called wuxia so it involves oh. martial heroes and I absolutely with like hate it with a passion. I hate- really you don't like them like running in no, the sky? No I hate that. <laughs> I hate the floating, the fighting. Oh it's just so cringy. <laughs> I can't stand it. You like wuxia JP? Since you're interested in martial arts? Yeah, I like I like martial arts, but I've never heard of wuxia. I have no idea what this is. Like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. It's like they start fighting in the sky and they like jump over the treetops. Whoa, that sounds and, fun. And then like this one has like fantasy and magic and I'm like, what? Or they like can like repel arrows with their swords and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or the sleeve. If there's a girl, it's like the sleeves of her, yeah. her dress or something. That sounds epic. How could you not like this celeste this is like <laughs> it's just so cringy like because um it, the one that i watched had the hot guy in it and i'm like i can't do this like like your image is ruined i cannot <laughs> but then uh, how about historical k dramas do you find that's easier to watch than historical c dramas i do um historical k dramas can be a bit slow but some of the stories that i've watched have been pretty good so far yeah. But it's not like one's better, at, has a better history or like a better way of telling a historical story. No, nah, they're about equal because they've got different sorts of history. So, yeah, 
you should let it own, I guess. All right. So if you're thinking of watching a C-drama, um, I highly recommend Falling Into Your Smile and Arsenal Military Academy. They're absolutely amazing. And that's all you can find. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, message us on facebook.com forward slash Asian Pop Nation or on Twitter and Instagram if you've seen it, because I'd really like to nerd out. I don't think anyone's actually seen it aside from me. So hey. There, there. Hey, you're listening to Asian Pop Nation. We've just played three songs. The first was Monster X's latest song, Kiss or Death. After that was Merakawu's Pulang Menanti. And the last song we played was by the Japanese singer North and his song Sparkle, because something that makes our lives sparkle is a little bit of romance. So we've got a little film that we wanted to talk about here. Although Aaron has more on that right now. Well, Netflix, you managed to release another movie for me to watch again. Sadly, it's the same repeat as you did last year for Whisk Away, which, again, I'd like to say thank you for saving the movies that's supposed to be released in cinema, but sadly got released to Netflix, which is a good thing and a bad thing at the same time. Now, why'd you make me suffer for a movie that I am having trouble saying and right now for like two weeks in a row? Words bubble up like soda pop. That's what I'm trying to say. Thank you very much. Word. If you don't know what the word movie is about, it's basically this. It's a story focuses on two people. Cherry, a boy who has trouble at communicating with other people. And Smile, who is a character who hides behind a mask with she has buck teeth. And these two met underneath a shopping mall and those who became really good, well, really good friends. And eventually they work into a community. Well, not exactly a community. More like a helping for older people care and also... Have a little bit of a side plot to find out where exactly the missing vinyl player is. Spoiler it, I'm mad about it, but yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, this came out on Netflix last week, so what is the meaning of cuteness? Legit, that's an actual question, guys. What the is meaning the meaning of, of cuteness? 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 Yeah, legit, all, seriously, that's what Small's been saying. Oh, look at this cuteness. Oh, what's the meaning of cuteness? I'm just like, what? Cuteness? What the hell? <laughs> how, did, how did they define it in the movie? Did they eventually address it? They just say, oh, this is cute. This is cute. That's it. Are they all the like, time? That's what Small says. Yes. In the like subtitled version, is like kawaii desu ne. Is that what she's saying the whole time? Oh, kawaii. <laughs> Everything is kawaii. Yeah. Yeah. But is it like a good romance? I'm guessing it's a romance. I wouldn't exactly call this a romance, to be honest. I oh, damn. Oh, oh, it's platonic. <laughs> Censored. That is a kissing, though. Oh. You know, you got one kissing as like a flashback, but then you got a kissing. <laughs> oh. But that's off screen. Oh. It's in the shadows, though. That's it. Spoiler. Wow. Yeah. Anyhow, this movie is strict. Yeah. What surprised me, it was directed by. Konhei Ishiguru, who actually directed a TV series I actually like called Your Line April. Oh, that's that was a good one. Yeah, he actually directed this one. Ah. Surprising. And this was supposed to come out last year. I think wait, I think it was supposed to come out back in uh, May 15th last year. If not, I think it was supposed to come out the year wait, this year, but it didn't come out because, well, our friends had to just, well, just ruin our day, to be honest. Yeah, I'm not saying this, the other word because I'm pretty sure I'll be in trouble for it. Seriously, I've got in trouble with a lot of people about that. But it doesn't matter, doesn't matter, doesn't matter. Like so it. you describe this this movie as a boy meets girl story, but it's pretty not much. a romance, you said. Well, I wouldn't exactly call it a romance story, but yeah, it is a boy meets girl story. That's it. Hmm. But it's a, I gotta say, like my first initial impression of this movie was, I don't know what I watched, to be honest, because I just like, okay, this is, an average movie, and in the last mm-hmm. 30 minutes of the movie, it's basically just turned to a subplot of where I could find a vinyl record, a vinyl player for an old man who's lost it like 30 or so years ago. Alright. And I just, can I spoil this one if that's okay or not? I don't think I'm Dep- gonna watch it. Depends how big the spoiler is. <laughs> the vinyl player is a clock. Ooh. So they turned the vinyl player into a clock? No, no, no. The vinyl player is a clock. It was hanging outside of a building, inside of a building where the HK Center is, and it's basically, it's just a clock. That's it. But how is it related to vinyl players? Because the vinyl player is the clock. Like, the clock is actually, you know how vinyl players... Oh, so it looks like a vinyl player, as in the clock face looks like a vinyl player? Yes. But the vinyl... Whoa. 
I'm also confused on how this relates to the story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, spoiler, like, what? I know, and I'm like, it's not really blowing my mind here. Well, <laughs> well, at the beginning of the movie, you see the old man just, like, looking all over the place, is looking for his old vinyl player, and then eventually, like, he finds it at the end of the movie by pure coincidence at the back of this vinyl player cover. That's it. Ah, okay. But yeah, it's- And that, that was it? That was, like, no emotional impact? <laughs> I was, the vinyl I was laughing at that to be honest. Although there is one emotional scene in that movie, which is basically just when Smile was wait, uh yeah, Smile was basically trying to fix up the vinyl play that she destroyed. It was kind of sad. Oh. D- just to ask, is Smile and Cherry their actual names, or is that what you would translate their names into from Japanese to English? No, no, that's the actual name they have, like, within the story, but they have their own, like, their own names and self. Oh, like, okay. But but they basically just call themselves Cherry and Smile. It's the shorter version for the names. Like, say, like, oh. the nickname and stuff like that. Oh. Yeah, that's more reasonable. I mean, like, if those were their actual names, like, their parents are like, you know, we, we have to talk to them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this one's... But, like, would you recommend it? Aaron? <laughs> to be honest, the first initial person while watching the movie, I will say no. That's it. But what? after watching it for a second or third time, I can say How many yes. times did you watch it? <laughs> I watched it three times to get a better understanding because I watched the English version when it's released and I watched the Japanese version. Uh-huh. And I watched it like, you know, I'm going to watch it third time, so why not? And I can say it's actually good-ish. Wow. When you added the ish, I was like, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I still have my, I still have problems with this movie. Like, I still do, but it's a goodish movie to watch. That's it. I mean, the characters, they're kind of real, like, grounded, to be honest. I mean, like, you got Cherry, who is like, doesn't like, not comfortable talking to people a lot. And for some reason, I keep thinking he's like autistic and all that stuff. And you got Smile, who's just, doesn't want to show her face to the public and all that stuff, so she's using a mask to cover her like uh, her buck teeth, teeth and all that stuff, which I can understand that a lot. Oh, is, okay. Yeah. Although Maybe it's just an interesting take on ca- the characters then. Yeah. Same sort of story. Are they, of. like, just trying to overcome their insecurities? Is that... Do, <laughs> yeah. Cherry, I think he's more into character. Like, I think Cherry deserved that a lot more for him, but with Smile, it's just, like, Barely a little bit of that, that's it. By the end of the movie, she just takes a mask off, that's it. Oh, okay. Ooh, character development. Yeah. <laughs> like the very end of the movie, she just takes a mask off after Cherry just like high queuing like the whole thing about like the whole thing, that's it. Aye, aye. The whole stage of people during the fireworks. The <laughs> crowd goes wild when she takes off the mask. <laughs> yeah. No one sees it though, except those two, that's it, because everyone else is staring at the fireworks. It's not bad. And also, I have to give credit to the credits too. The English stuff of the movie, I do have some nitpicks about it because some lip-syncing animation does not mix up with that and especially some questionable voice changes. But I still think it's a good dub for this one and this up. Hmm. And I think with Victoria Grace, it's still good. Could you tell us a little bit about the visuals though? Because I'm looking at images of this movie on Google Images right now. And uh, it looks pretty poppin'. What's it look like? Basically, the... the like the whole movie looks good for animation, but I think like the opening scene in the mall it reminds me a bit of um, you know the guy who directed uh Roger Wave and Devil May Cry Baby, uh Crybaby Masaki Yuasa. That was yeah, the he, director. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, he did a movie uh, a few years ago. He did. Uh huh. Like it was just I think I found it. Yeah. Uh, uh, the short walk on go. It feels like I'm watching Ooh. a bit of that animation. Yeah. Okay. I see. Yeah, but after that, it was started to come down as like into his own style of music uh, uh, animation, which I still think is really good. Mm-hmm, yeah, um, he directed Tatami Galaxy as well. Yeah, but like stylistically, very similar, very poppy, very stylish. Woo, cool. Yeah, cool. So what can is- people do, Aaron, if they want to tell you what they thought? <laughs> well, first of all, watch the movie if you're going to watch it anyway. For so this is available on Netflix. But second of all. If you've seen the movie, what'd you thought about this? Comment in the section below on our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Assuming we have Instagram anyway. And we do. Also- Aaron, follow us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do have Instagram. 
oh, okay, I didn't know that until now anyway, but oh well. Yeah, anyway, let me repeat. We'll follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, on Age of Pop Nation, and what you and type us and write down what do you think, what you thought of the movie. And that's pretty much it. Again, words bubble up like pot of pop. I, I can't say the word right. Words bubble up like soda pop is available on Netflix for streaming for streaming watch. Thank you for listening. It's a seven out of ten for me. Welcome to Asian Pop Nation. We played three songs. The first and second were requests from one of our listeners, Tyler. The first song was Nanoni's Guripikorando. And after that was Otome wa Neko Kaburimeo by Love Neo Garuzu Wave. And the last song we played was Mom's Curtain Koru no Sono Atode. Because we're gonna raise the curtain, which is a bit of the opposite of what Mom was singing about. But we're going to raise the curtain on some kimono that were made to celebrate the Olympics. Kimono from every country that's participating, and we thought we might discuss some of our favorites here on Asian Pop Nation. So, in honor of the 2020 Tokyo Olympic Games, the Imagine One World organization started the Kimono Project, where they commissioned about 213 kimono to represent each of the countries participating in the Olympic Games. And, uh, Just related to this, in 2017, this half Japanese and half Scottish woman, her name was、uh, Maya Caulfield, she made a garment which combined plaid fabric with the kimono style. So, kind of mixing some Scottish culture with like the Japanese design of the kimono.、Uh, have you guys seen the different country themed kimonos? Were there any particular ones that stood out to you?、Uh, all of them kind of stood out, to be honest. <laughs> They're pretty yeah. cool.、Oh、I'm not sure if you've seen them, JP. If you go into the video, it's pretty much all of the kimono. That... Yeah, I'm looking at all of them right now. And、yeah. oh man, I would buy all of them. That's the thing is that you can't really see them as someone's wearing it. But when、mm-hmm. you have them on display like that, they're just like,、yeah. work, like walking pieces of art, which is really yeah, cool. Yeah. The Australian one is really nice. It's like got the flag, the sails on the Sydney Opera House.、Oh. But it's got Aboriginal. Paintings, boomerangs, and that kind of traditional art with Uluru in the bottom bottom left.、Oh. And the Obi is like of boomerangs, which is really <laughs> cool. Yeah.、Oh, that's pretty sick. So I think there's like heaps. So、um, I'll try and find the ones from some from the Philippines. But like if you、mm. were perhaps to wear a kimono that represented who you are, can you think of what would be on it? <laughs> Ooh, I wonder. Oh, I could be really edgy and go, oh, complete black. Oh, the, the darkness of my. No, I don't know. I mean, Celeste, what would you have on your kimono design? Um, I kind of want it to be like the biggest eyesore of a mashable、oh, color in the weirdest <laughs>、right. pattern ever. And it's going to look good because I'm wearing it. <laughs> <Yeah> . <laughs> But at the same time, it's kind, of like,、um, it's kind of like a repellent for venomous creatures. You know how like, creatures or like, animals sometimes they make themselves really like, shiny looking so that other animals think they're poisonous? Yeah. Yeah. Is that, is that sort of what you're aiming for? No, I just want to be a big asshole for people. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Aaron, how about you? Any ideas? The moon. The moon. Yeah. Wait, why the moon? I don't know. Maybe because the sky is well, really dark and the moon is the only light of celestial sea. Whoa. Oh, that's so deep. Wow. That's <laughs> philosophical, Aaron. That's really poetic. Oh my God. Yeah, oh my God. Shed a tear. Wow. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wait, how is it poetic? It's like the moon. It's, it's the like, moon, you know?、Yeah. The moon's always poetic. Yeah, the moon always represents someone's heart. It's like used a lot in love songs. The moon, you know?、Uh, when、yeah. the moon hits your eye. Hits your eye. Pizza. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, no, the moon, it's a big part of human culture in general. So you've really hit something there, Aaron. Oh, okay. Go yeah, me. Yeah, yeah go, me. Aaron. Woo. <laughs> you should get on that committee. Alicia, how about you? Oh,、um, I don't know why the only thing that pops up in my head was like, wow, it would be really cool if I just have all my favorite foods. <laughs> yes! I don't know. It'll just be like, like, half of it will just be like things I just grew up eating. That's just all,、right. all from like Malaysia. Yeah. And then 
I guess maybe a lamington there in the corner or something like that. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> hey, it was one of my first ever like foods I've eaten in Australia, and I was like, wow, wow, it's such a nice welcome to this country. Damn, Not even Vegemite. <laughs> Vegemite, it's okay. It's okay. I, I don't want to start a war with Vegemite when we're talking about Komodos, but um, it's okay. I give it a stamp of approval. <laughs> but I'll just, I don't know why, just just foods that I like all in a kimono. And I wear it and I'm just like, yup, this is me. <laughs> but I guess, I don't know. I When I was looking at the, like, um, all the kimonos and stuff, I I like genuinely really appreciated how the designs were more about, I guess, like it felt like they did their research about the actual, like, um, I guess, cultural aspects of each country rather than just um, being the flat colors. And that's mm. it because like, yeah, <laughs> it's just, I, I just thought that genuinely was really cool that it had like touches of actual like cultural things. Yeah. Goodness. How about you, Xenia? Uh, I don't know. It would be hard. I think it'd be like a hodgepodge that wouldn't make any sense. Like huh. it would have maybe some marine animals and then like maybe some anime, like obscure anime references. Oh my God. Um, so flowers good. because they look nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds... Like, just like everything that I like. It's like those, you know, those kids who they have all of these like arts and crafts. It's like make anything. And then when you try right. to make something pretty because you like all of these different colors and glitter, you end up making a mess. Yeah. I feel like wow, that's what wow. my so scrapbook. Yeah. Like yeah, a collage, scrapbook. collage or, kimono. Yeah. Or like, you know how um, when kids have laptops, they'll always collect stickers and they'll just put some on the lid. And then over the years, they just pile and pile up. Yeah. That's what's happening colors. to my laptop. So I think that's what's really? going to happen to my kimono if I was to make a kimono. <laughs> that would be a really, really cool aesthetic for a kimono, like that collage type effect. Yeah. I think yeah. so. One day, sick. one day I'll get a kimono. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> do it, man. Yeah. Do it here. So, oh, my kimono. Yeah. What, I almost forgot my design. kimono. Oh, man. What would my kimono be? I'd want something really simple. Oh, Sorry. Just thread that in. Thread that in. Uh, something think, very simple. Yeah, something simple. A simple kimono. Um, I also want it to be sort of patterned in a way. Something like a maze. I don't know if you guys know about this, but there's some cathedral somewhere out there in Europe. And right in the middle of it, there's this big maze. It's like a circular maze. It's, it kind of like how do I describe like a it? labyrinth? Yeah, it's like a labyrinth, right? So you start from the edge and you walk all over the place while trying to like keep your path. And then right at the end of it, you're right at the center. That's what I'd want for a kimono, like just white and then that black pattern. And so <laughs> like, will people be able to trace it while you wear it or does it have to be like on display? I don't know. Oh no! I'll let just the, imagine uh, people touching you back and be like, "Oh, oh yeah." <laughs> I've seen really like weird. wedding traditions where the bride gets all of these bills pinned on her. I would want to come. Oh yes! Like oh yeah! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was at my cousin's wedding, and um, the woman he married. There was a thing where they, while they were dancing, we'd all get red pockets and we just pin it on them while they were uh -huh. dancing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, cute stuff. If you've got ideas for your own kimono design or any ideas for any other like kimono design uh, related to whatever entity you want, uh, let us know on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Get those designs. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Hey, thanks for tuning in. This is Asia Pop Nation. We played three back-to-back -back songs. The first was A Witch's Gila Gila featuring JP the Wavy and Wiser. Afterwards, we jumped to the Philippines with a song by SB19 called Bazinga, and we just played a song by Dole from Japan called Bada Bing Bada Boom, featuring Zag. Because guess what? We're going to be talking a little bit about Genshin Impact and a Japanese-themed update that they have given the game. So keep it here on Asian Pop Nation. All right, so um, how many of you people here have played um, the, the game Genshin Impact? I've up. played like 
10 minutes and then I kind of gave up. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Well, there's a lot of running involved and I just could not be bothered. But someone said it was like Breath of the Wild and it's not exactly the same to me. So I was like, no. Nah, it I looks the same. <laughs> oh, oh my God, the pain I'm feeling. <laughs> <laughs> like visually, it's literally just Breath of the Wild, but with anime characters. Yeah. That's, that's the visual aesthetic. Um, I played... I played quite a bit of it. It's fun. It's one of those fun games where, like, end of the day, you don't want to think too much. So, you know, you go into the game, play some cute anime girl, and kill monsters. That's it. Well, Genshin Impact, for those who don't know, is um is a Chinese-developed game. It's um developed by um Mihoyo, whatever, who... Um, who previously done the Honkai Impact games and now um um that now they've um you know become more of a household name thanks to Genshin Impact's becoming very popular and becoming a, a big m- meme but basically um the the hype for Genshin Impact is now um possibly like bigger bigger than ever with the version 2.0 update which adds um, the Inazuma continent, which um, a lot a lot of people, obviously a lot of people are excited for it because it's um, the the Genshin Impact equivalent of of Japan, and they've added like um, adding new characters from Inazuma. Um, the first one was um. Karihara Kazuha, which I was lucky enough to get on like my first time rolling on that banner, and he's now like, like m- probably like my favorite character to use right now. And right now, um, y- you can get um, Kamisato Ayaka, who um, is being like very popular on the internet, and a lot of people are saying that. They they need to get her or else they'll quit playing the game. Um like um I, I haven't had any luck getting her recently, but hopefully I do. But if I don't, I'll still keep playing the game. But um I I'm like a little I was um I like started playing um the game a little bit later than than a lot of other people, so I had a bit of catching up to do. And um, actually, just today, I um, I got to the part of the game where you get to Inazuma for the first time. And um, honestly, I thought it that um, it got off to a, a bit of a slow start for me because there was just a lot of um, a lot of like um boring stuff like going around and talking and like an escort mission and stuff that but I'm still hoping that um that it gets better once I start like you know the area starts opening it up and I'm looking forward to seeing what what the new um area will bring but um did anyone Question though, what uh, this might be a bit late. Is Inazuma like something that already existed outside the world of Genshin Impact, or is that it existed within? Yeah, like if you look at the lore, it kind of they mention Inazuma a lot, but now it's an actual place you can go in now. Basically, um, that the there's seven continents that you have to that you as the player character have to travel to to be reunited with your lost sibling and um so this is the the third of the seven nations that they're gonna um add to the game so the games um and the game um you know before there was monster and then there was um leeway which is um which is like the chinese setting So I've heard a bit of mixed reviews from everyone about it. Like, what do you think is the appeal of the game? Um, and I find it like it's it's a very enjoyable game, and like it's just the like 
it's kind of like Animal Crossing in in a way, in the sense that it's like a good game to just play a little bit of each day to like get objectives done and stuff. And um, even from like a gameplay perspective, I I still think it is like actually a pretty good game. It's just um, it is a gacha game. That's one thing to be aware of, and I can see that might turn some people off, but um, it's like the one gacha game I'm playing at the moment because like the actual game was um, good enough for me to justify like playing it and spending money to get new characters. Um, just a question as well. This is just really showing my ignorance at the moment. So oh, I remember we're last week we you. were saying gacha was the capsule things. Is this uh-huh. like like Pokemon-esque where you capture animals? Is that so? No. no. Um, <laughs> maybe like gacha is like, it's like a loot box thing. So um, sometimes games will offer it for free once a day. So you go in, um, click on the, um, was it the gacha thing? And it gives you like a randomized character. And sometimes it could be rare or sometimes it could be a common thing. But like usually, um, and where they get you is that they make you spend more money to be able to get more gachas to be able to open for the high like the slim chance that you'll get a rare character or item sort of thing yeah it's like a it's like a casino except you don't get to win money you win like characters <laughs> you win or... cute anime girls yeah I, you know to some people that's worth it you know i'll let them spend their money and if you're playing with like other friends you can rub it in their faces which is why i don't play these sorts of games anymore because <laughs> i never i'm never lucky like i just don't get any good things and then, um, and then with Genshin Impact, it went full circle because they actually do have um, Gachapon toys that, like, they have um. I got like um, they had like a- acrylic keychains that um, like I got one once, so it's nice that they have you know, it's already a Gacha game and now they like have um, like Gachapon actual Gachapon toys to bring it full circle. So that's cool. Aaron, have you played Genshin Impact? Yeah, and I merely turned it off afterwards. Why? What was it that put you off it? Uh, let's see. Wasted 10 bucks on it. I wasted 10 minutes of my life with it, and <laughs> it was so laggy, and especially I wasted two hours waiting for the game to finish setting up. Are you Wait. playing? What are you playing it on? PlayStation. Oh, yeah, that's why. I played it day one, and I turned it off. Yeah, it's... Uh... It's not optimized for the PlayStation, but I think if you do some tinkering in the settings, it could work. So uh that's strange. You say that's... it's not optimized for PlayStation, but it's on your iPhone, like your phones and stuff. Like yeah, it's hella weird. <laughs> that's strange. Playing it on PS4, and I guess like maybe I just don't really have like high standards, but I'm I'm just getting by playing it on PS4. Like I can't like really imagine the idea of playing it on the phone because I. I can't imagine how a phone would run such a high-end game. Yeah, for me, I'd like to keep my phone battery when I'm going I mean, outside. It looks pretty good on the phone, and it like does. it runs pretty efficiently. That's why I'm surprised it doesn't work as well on PlayStation. Yeah, it's a uh, very strange, but uh, hopefully they'll fix that. Okay. Well, is um unless um unless anyone else had anything to say um. We can wrap that up, but basically, um, if you haven't played Genshin Impact yet, I would personally recommend it. I know um, there's a lot of like you know um, mixed emotions going on around um, uh, among us. Not 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 you know no relation to the game among us, which I haven't played, but yeah, that, yeah. No, that's awesome. Thanks so much, Ben. So if you're interested in providing your own personal review, it does seem like Ben noticed that we have a bit of mixed reactions. It seems like the kind of game that suits those of particular interest in gacha games and kind of Animal Crossing-esque, relaxing objective types. So, yeah, let us know on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Asia Pop Nation. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And perhaps I'll get around to it once I've wrapped my head around gaming technology terminology (laughs) hey 
thanks for tuning in to Asian Pop Nation. We played three songs, a triple threat, which is what I'd like to call it. The first was a song by Dreamcatcher called Because. After that was a song by Oain called Woju Chigwai. And then the last song we played was by Dedo and Alexa called Lonely Summer. Because, to be fair, the Summer Olympics has been kind of lonely without any spectators, but We tried to up the ante a little bit by talking about some subtle Asian Olympics that has happened on a popular YouTube channel about some of our Asian experiences. So let's go to the team to talk a little bit more about that. So I know last week was the last week or the week before. I already lost track of our Olympics episode. Last week. Last week. (laughs) (laughs) Last week was our Olympic show, but it seems like we just can't get enough of it because... A YouTube channel recently called Kanto Mando ran the first ever Subtle Asian Olympics with five events to reflect the, I guess, some Asian experience. So the five events were related to some things you might find on Subtle Asian traits. The first was the grocery store run. So competitors had to run 100 meters to grab the grocery bag at the other end and then run back without any items falling out while wearing shoes that don't fit. So the first person to successfully do all these things wins. So yeah, it just kind of reflects how when you would get the groceries after your mom, or your parents come home, then you'd have to like find shoes because you were too lazy to put your own shoes on. So yeah, after that was telling mom, I love you. So competitors had to call up their moms, say, I love you. And the first person who gets their mom to say, I love you back wins. The That's third event, <laughs> I think I said five, but I found four. I might have missed one. But the f- four, third one is red pocket rejection. So a competitor's auntie gets blindfolded and is, has to hold a red pocket. And then competitors had to avoid being touched by the red pocket while staying in their square. So the last person kind of standing wins. And then the last one was bubble tea transfer. So competitors had to finish a cup of bubble tea before transferring all the tapioca pearls into an empty cup without using their hands and the first person to do that wins so out of those four events which one of us do you think would be the winner (laughs) i'd say i have a pretty affectionate mom so i think i do pretty well on the uh (laughs) getting my mom to say that she loves me part (laughs) and for those that would have trouble with that i'm so sorry moms share love in different ways isn't it like a thing where they're like oh um asian mom like cutting fruit for you and bringing it to your room as a sign of them saying i love you or whatever yeah those i love you count i think one of the people in the video they called their mom and they kept saying i love you isn't there something you want to say to me and then the mom's like did you get in trouble or something why are you (laughs) saying i love you (laughs) yeah um, how about the grocery store run? Has anyone had to do that before for their parents? Because I don't think I really remember doing anything like that. I have a couple times. Sorry, what did you say? Wait, what? Did you say something? Yeah, I just had done a wait, did Celeste something first? No. <laughs> oh, I apologize for that. I, never mind. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, I did a couple of grocery runs in the past. Yes. Alright, maybe you'll do well in those. Yeah. Um, can you can you do it barefoot? Because that's usually what I did. <laughs> wow, that's a good point. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, like as a kid, you don't really care about that sort of thing. Sometimes you just run out to the concrete. Woo-hoo. Wait, are we talking about running or driving now? Running. Oh no, running. 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 So this is like if your mom's car or your parents' car was in the driveway and you had to help them get the groceries, but you're too lazy to like put on your shoes with shoelaces. So you just wear like your dad's shoes, or maybe if you have a younger sibling, try and wear their shoes. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure about red pocket rejection. Like I've never because I don't think it's common in Filipino culture to have red pockets. So I don't know. I've never had to reject an auntie for several times for giving me a red pocket. So I'm not sure if anyone has had that experience. I'd never reject. No, (laughs) neither. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I get like, it hasn't happened to me personally, but I know like my cousins when they try to reject and they just get a whole lecture by like my aunties just being like, you know, you're not supposed to do your elders, blah, 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 and all that stuff. So I've just been too traumatized. 
to ever <laughs> want to like reject like anything i guess so it is like interesting that's like a i guess like a subtle asian trait i guess <laughs> but i do like the concept of it where it's like the last person standing gets that red pocket money mm, and like yeah. i hope it's a big amount <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's i think the prize for winning the subtle asian olympics yeah it's getting red pocket money so so by resisting the money you get it there was like this ad that was run by i can't remember which shoe brand but it was like their chinese it was a, Ch- a chinese run ad for this shoe brand and mm. it was literally the auntie giving a red trying to give a red pocket to her her niece mm. but she kept on rejecting it because it's polite right to say no several times before you accept it but they went to the extreme that they started chasing each other around the city right uh, running around <laughs> oh my god <laughs> until eventually they like were she, the auntie got older and then it was the the niece's turn she now had a kid to give money to her aunt mm. and so then the chase happened again so. wow yeah hey you know that in itself could be a sport mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? it's like, it's like a, someone around yeah it's like tiggy but professional there's that movie wasn't there about tag and how these booba friends would go in extreme like two extreme lengths to tag the person that they oh were oh my god <laughs> read a movie. yeah that one yeah yeah we should do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think I think there is actual professional Tiggy as well, so it's not that far off. Mm. Yeah, it's on yeah, yeah. TV. Um, not too long ago. Really? Like yeah, a game got, show? Or? Yeah, a game show. Um, I forgot what it's called already. It uh. was pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it the parkour one? Yeah, it was parkour, and then they had someone chase them around this little hmm. obstacle course thingy. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, it's just not that good. <laughs> not that entertaining to watch. Yeah. Talk about that. <laughs> One day we'll run our own Asian Pop Nation Olympics. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see who wins then. But if you'd like to tell us how you think you would go on this subtle Asian Olympics games, let us know on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Asian Pop Nation. And if you would like to support us to run our own Olympic games, you can let us know too. Maybe we'll consider it. Give us money. (laughs) We're a volunteer organization. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, yeah. See you or talk to you then. We'll find a building. We'll see you there. Yeah, we're going to have that Nerf gun thing and oh, this God. thing. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to Asian Pop Nation. We played three back-to-back songs. The first was Souls, Stay With Me featuring One Scene. After that was Neon Cheese, Rainbow Flag. And the last song we played was Raise Us. We actually interviewed Neon Chi a couple of seasons back. So if you want to check out some of our interviews with artists, you can always find us on our Asian Pop Nation podcast. You can find them wherever you get your podcasts. So be sure to tune in to some of our past shows there. Now, guess what time it is? It's time for our weekly tanka. For those who are not familiar with tanka, tanka is a form of Japanese song or verse with a syllable pattern of 57577. So here goes our tanka for this week. Asian Olympics Never have I ever comes See or K-dramas Girl becomes a red panda Show countries in kumono So, not my best work But I'm sure you can let us know What your week has been like Through a tanga form We'd love to hear it You can message it to us on Asian Pop Nation On Facebook, Twitter and Instagram But now let's hop into another song this time by BB featuring Tiger JK called Why Why? Because why do we write weekly tankas? Because, you know, it's a good way of summarizing the week, don't you think? Anyway, we hope you enjoy and we'll see you on the other side. Hey, welcome to, well, the end of the show thanks for tuning in and listening to this three hour long haul 
it can be a long show, but we really appreciate you sticking around until the end. We played three back-to-back songs. First was YY by BB featuring Tiger JK. After that, we played Palm Tree by Yenjamin. And the last song that you just heard was Get This Bread by No Brevend. And that was Get This Bread Part 1. Again, thanks so much for listening. On behalf of the Asian Pop Nation team of Aaron, Ben, Celeste, John Paul, Leisha, and myself, Senya, we really appreciate it. Well, what to do now? Well, you can actually let us know what you thought of the show on our social media pages we're on facebook instagram and twitter just look up asian pop nation you'll find us you can slide into our dms and let us know what you thought and also what you think we should talk about in our next show always appreciate the insights you can also listen to any discussions that you may have missed from tonight's show and from all of our previous shows this year and even the year before so you can find us on our Asian Pop Nation podcast wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to also let us know what song requests you'd like us to play next Tuesday so let us know on our social media pages as well we're going to leave you with four songs gosh aren't you lucky the first is by Liu Yuning called Fireworks and Stars after that we're going to hop over from China to Korea with a song by Jimmy Brown called Come Into You then go to Japan with a song by Snoke called Caramel featuring Freya and then to Singapore with Spice Boy by Young Raja. So thanks again for listening. On behalf of the Asian Pop Nation team, this is Senya signing off.